Seder snippet series is generously sponsored by the Saka family in memory of the patriarch of the family, Joseph Saka. This snippet is sponsored by Michael Matilski in memory of Rene Matilski. We are up to the bracha following Krishma, Ms. Vyatsa, Venochem, Vikayam. We're up to the sentence, Ms. Eloke Olam, Malkenu Tsuri Akov, Magen Yeshenu. We described Ms. that it begins with Ms. Ms. Vyatsiv, then Ms. Eloke Olam, Malkenu. And we keep repeating the refrain of Ms., the signature of Akash Borachu. And our mission and mandate is to be people of MS, of truth, authentic and genuine. And the MS is that Hashem is the Olam, He's the God of the whole world, that which is hidden and that which is revealed. Olam and Ne'elam. Malkeinu, He's our King. Sur Yaakov, He's the Rock of Yaakov, Magin Yishenu. So left, left, last left off and asked, why do we say first Eloke Olam? We just acknowledge that God is the God of the entire world. The Jewish people, Yaakov, are included among all of humanity. So we are subsumed under Elokei Olam. What do we add with Tzur, with Tzur Yaakov? He's Malkeinu, he's our king, he's Tzur Yaakov. So the Mepharshim and the Siddur point out that there's a Hashkacha Klolis and a Hashkacha Pratis. There's a general providence that applies equal unto all. There's a providence on the world, which is the rules of nature and the rules of history. There are rules that are set in motion. There are providence of Baruch who expresses himself through them. The Ramban writes that if you believe in nature, then you don't have a chilek in the Torah of Yisrael. You have to believe that what appears to us as nature, what we lo- learn as the laws of physics or nature, really are expressions of Hashem. That's the Ashkacha Klolos. That applies to Lokei Olam. But more specific, Tzur Yaakov. He's the Rock of Yaakov, of the Jewish people, of the Amma Nivchar. We have a greater responsibility. We're not the chosen people alone. We're also the choosing people. Our ancestors chose the Ribbonu Shalom. And by having distinguished themselves as getting the purpose of creation, Hashem tasked our ancestors and we, their progeny, by extension, with being a microcosm of role models for the world. And with those additional, the world has seven mitzvos. Most of them, frankly, are relatively easy. I don't know the last person who was tempted to rip a limb off a live animal and eat it. They're relatively easy to observe. Don't kill anybody. They're relatively easy to observe. But in addition to the seven, we have 613. Because we are meant to be, as we know, this light, this Orla Goyim, to illuminate the world by being role models. We're supposed to be the Mamlachas Kohanim, the Goy Kadosh. Kohanim, priests within any nation, are the role models, the inspiration, the teachers of that nation. And we are a Mamlachas Kohanim. What priests are to a particular religion, we are to the entire world. We are the Mamlachas Kohanim to the entire humanity, to the entire world. So by having 613 mitzvahs, a greater responsibility, it also comes with a greater privilege. The hashkoch is more protest, the hashkoch the providence is more specific, it's more tapered. So he's not only Eloke Olam, but he's Sur Yaakov. He's the rock of Yaakov. Why does the sitter use the word Yaakov, the name Yaakov? Why don't we describe Hashem as being the Tzur Yisrael? Yisrael is the higher, the loftier. Yisrael is when we're realizing our potential. Yisrael is the Jewish people of destiny. Yaakov is the Yaakov who's injured. He's the Yaakov who limps. He's the Yaakov who is in his brother's shadow, even if he purchases and surpasses with the birthright. Why Yaakov, not Yisrael? So it occurred to me, maybe that's the exact reason. When do we need Hashem to be our Tzur? We need Him to be our rock and our Magen and our Yeshua. Tzur Yaakov, Magen Yeshenu. Specifically, when we're Yaakov, when we are Bebechinus Yaakov, when we are living not to our potential, when we're not realizing our destiny, when we're not fulfilling our mission and our mandate as Yisrael. And you look throughout the Torah, you Mephoshim always weigh in. When are we called Yaakov? When are we called Yisrael? Yaakov is when we are, it's unrealized potential. Yisrael is 
when we're living the way we're meant to be. So when do we most need him to be Tzur and Mugain and Yeshenu? Specifically when we are Yaakov. Tzur, a rock. What does it mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the rock? We already described him as Malkeinu. He's the king. He's the source of all existence. And he's in control of all existence. He's involved and interferes and has a dominion and providence on all existence. What do we add with these words? Tzur, Mugain, and Yeshenu. Because all these things are emes. They're preceded, they're introduced with the word emes. It's emes, that he's Malkeinu, he's Tzur, he's Magain, and he's Yeshenu. What are we adding with each of these things? So Tzur is, uh, tzur is a rock. A rock lasts forever. A rock is, of course, not, not uh, designed to last forever, but meaning relative to our lifetime. We view a rock, even in our vernacular, we view something as the rock, a bedrock, a rock. It's reliable, it's dependable, it has a longevity to it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Tzur, he is forever. The Gemara Megillah learns, Gemara Megillah Daf Yadal learns that Tzur, don't only read Tzur, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Tzur, is a rock, but ain't Tzur Kelokeinu, we say in our davening, ain't Tzur Kelokeinu, a Pasuk from Chana, that we learn from Chana, ain't Tzur Kelokeinu, there is no rock like God. And the Gemara Darshan's not ain't Tzur Kelokeinu, ain't Sayar Kelokeinu, there's no artist like God. Look around this world and realize that it's all a function of his artistic ability. Kurdish Baruch Hu is choreographing, he's curating the entire world. What's interesting about an artist is that as the artist is painting the painting, as the artist is chipping the sculpture, the person watching, the spectator, doesn't know it looks like a bunch of blotches. It looks like some deformed sculpture doesn't come to clarity. The artist in their mind knows exactly how it will turn out. The artist sees the beauty even before it's revealed. The artist knows exactly why it's coming together to create what will be a magnificent masterpiece, what will be a beautiful piece of art at the end. So classically it's meant to mean, look at this world. If you've been Zoha to see some of the great sights in this world, you see the Swiss Alps, you see some of the national parks, if you see some of the incredible sights of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you realize that all of humanity, with all time and all the resources in the world, couldn't create some of this scenery. Some of this incredible, incredible nature. Ain't Sayar Kelokeinu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the ultimate, the greatest. There's categorically different artists than anyone else. But I think maybe here, Tzur means not only he's the artist, that the magnificence and the beauty that a person should recoil with a sense of awe at how outstanding what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has created is. Ain't Sayar Kelokeinu. But I think it means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the great artist. That even as our lives are unfolding and we don't understand what we're going through, there's artwork at the end of our life, the picture that comes into clarity. It feels like he's chipping away or it feels like he's splashing paint on a canvas. He sees the picture that will be at the end, even at the beginning, and he is the one who is overseeing. There is that providence in our lives. That's Sur. What's the difference between Sur and Magain and Yishenu? What is the feature of a rock versus a shield versus a savior? Again, I know I say this all the time with Siddur Snippets. Really, I'm speaking to myself as much as anybody else. We fly through these words. We're Zoha to say them every day. We say them at light speed to keep up. We have no choice but to fly through these words. But every one of these sentences, you could sit and meditate and reflect and think about, and it will transform your entire day. Imagine in the morning, if you actually paid attention, after Shema, Emes V'yatsev, V'nachon, V'kai, after, in Siddur Snippets, teaching that sentence, for the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to pay attention. It's hard. You fall behind. You can't have in Shmon Esri at the beginning with everybody else. But imagine if you actually sat for a moment and thought, Yatsev, Nachon, Kayim, Yasha, what each of these words mean and what we're trying to say and describe how they would inspire and enrich our entire day. So here too, Emes, it's Emes. 
it's MS if we think about it. It's not so MS if you fly through it. So the MS is that he's a Lokei Olam, he's Malkeinu, he's Sur Yaakov, he's also Magen, he's also Yishenu. We'll pick up with tomorrow night. What's the difference between Sur, Magen, and Yishenu, which is the refrain we see at the beginning of the Amida as